0: Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where uh, I don't know what we're going to do. It's a what's up? What's up Wednesday? We got some initial projections for NFL week four on Sunday. The ownership is kind of wonky. Like some some of these guys have, yeah, Murray Cooper is not going to be 0% on. Well, we'll take a look at this. Uh. What else is going on today? I don't know, what's up? What's up with you guys? We'll just say, hey, what's up? What's up to the YouTube chat? I see you guys in there, Jonathan, Josh Grantham, Daniel Hutchings, Donathan Dow, Sterling Woods, Colin Lawson, Suki Singh, Max Coach, Pug Daddy, Andrew Garcia, Josh Duck, Jerome Lewis, Card Fan, Woo Woo, Jay Train, who who just took down his first, his first GPP, a $25 uh, single entry. I saw that, he tweeted me, but congratulations on that uh hog lawrence is here frederick dude give me those thumbs up give me the thummy thumbs i'm gonna wave my thumb in, in your face until you give me those thummy thumbs hit the subscribe button if you're new here hit the notification bell to know when we go live on the channel but it's uh it's what's up what's, what, what what do you want to talk about what's up it's like the middle of the week it's not much going on this i did the soccer this afternoon but i have not looked at the champions league slate at all i've been away for two days i mean i was back yesterday but yesterday i just pretty much slept through yesterday I was gone Monday night through Tuesday, whatever. Uh, so I don't know what the hell's going on. I didn't play the showdown slate on Monday night. Uh, Zeke Zeke did well, right? I think he did well, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So hit those thumbs up buttons. To type your questions in the YouTube chat. This, is, this, this show is driven by you. If you want to know anything about the tools here at Roto Grinders, right? Like Lineup HQ, how to build lineups better, just general DFS strategy questions, just put it in the YouTube chat. If you want to sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, you get all the tools, right? And these are the tools that I use, right? I use lineup basic. This is how I build my lineup. So, so if you want to learn and you want to, when you use the same things that I use, uh, sign up for Roto-Grinders premium. Click on the link in the description to get ten dollars off your first month. Uh, and Woo Woo J Train says big win thanks to what I've learned here. Right? It's not co- it's not complicated. It really isn't. People overcomplicate DFS. Once you understand the game that you're playing, it's really it's really not that hard. I mean, it's hard to win, but it's not hard to play well, or at least play competitively, right? MJC say, "What's going on, Jordan? Uh, nothing, nothing, right?" I was I was I was away for 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 two days, a day and a half, whatever, up in Cincinnati, w- watching some wrestling, watching some wrestling, right? A lot of people are surprised that I was into pro wrestling. Well, I wasn't for like 15 years then the the covid hit right and then there was nothing else to do so i got the wwe network and just like oh let me see let me see what's happened the past 15 years right so watching documentaries or whatever and i got kind of a little, little bit back into it a little bit back into it back in the day when I, when I was a teenager or whatever yeah i was heavily into it that, but that was the good old days of wrestling right that was the attitude era that's when uh, stone cold and the rock and all those guys so so yeah so that that was the good time for wrestling now it's uh, nothing not that not that great anymore but we're we're not talking about wrestling, right? We're talking about DFS. And we got, we got projections. This is our gridiron IQ projections. Derrick Henry against the Jets. Devontae Adams against, uh, against the Steelers. I mean, he has like a, what, a 40% target share or something. Uh, let's see. What else is going here? Let's see. Go by RGB. Cortland Sutton is coming against, against the Ravens. Are we still going to play Clyde Edwards-Slayer at 5,400? Is that going to be a thing again? It's hard to tell. There's no owners. I mean, Devontae Adams is not going to be zero percent owned. I guarantee you, I'm going to play. I'm going to play a ton of Devontae Adams if he's zero percent owned. And but we still have a lot of injury news to like figure out. Is Daryl Henderson going to play? Is Dalvin Cook going to play? I mean, like, what's going on with the, the 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 Titans wide receivers? What's going on with AJ Brown? We got a lot of injury. I mean, if we go, can we can we sort by injury designation? We could do injured, injured here. Okay, here we go. We got all the cues. All the QQ guys, Dalvin Cook, Juju. Is Juju going to matter? How about Deontay Johnson? Right. What's going on with the the Steelers' wide receivers? Do we care about? Uh, do we care about Elijah Moore? I don't know. I don't know about that. What's going on with the Jets' wide receivers? I don't think that's going to matter. I don't think. I don't think we're playing any of them anyway. Curtis Samuel. Is he going to be back? Is that going to matter? Probably not. Traequan? Is that going to matter? No, probably not going to matter. Eli Mitchell. Is he going to be back? Is that going to matter? What's going to matter? Probably Cook henderson and the and the and the, the I was going to call them the pirates the The Steelers, wide receivers are the ones that we need to monitor the most. Uh, but uh, who knows what's going to pop up throughout the week, right? so so we're telling here, if if we have all these pews, that means that means uh A J. Brown is in questionable. Is he on their injury report? What's going on? Let's see? Is he even the projections, right? A. j. Brown? Or maybe he's out. Is he out completely?
1: He's not even here.
0: What happened to AJ Brown? I'm not sure. Is he dead? Right? How about with Julio Jones? I've just seen that. I got the Roto roto Grinders notification. Julio Jones getting treatment on leg. Week four status is up in the air. Up in the air. Is is, is AJ Brown out? Is he just not in the projections for, for some odd reason? AJ? Where's AJ? Am I making up a player? Am I from a different universe where people are looking at me like, who's AJ Brown? I'm making people up. Maybe he is out. If he's not in the projections at all. I guess we're I guess we're considering him out. How about Julio Jones? Julio Jones is in. Julio Jones is in without even a tag. Yet we say that it's up in the air. Yet AJ Brown just doesn't exist anymore. We just we just removed him from the universe. I have no idea. This is this, this is why I don't look at stuff this early, right? Who knows what the hell's going on? Wait till wait till Friday. And even then, even then, you're kind of like ah, let's see what happens on Saturday. And then then you start making your line uh frederick dute do we full fade the chicago uh, offense until i figure out their situation no no don't you never don't think in terms like that you're trying to predict outcomes there, there's going to be a price and a probability that they're playing right I and mean, we take a look here like, i mean we take a look at like darnell mooney i mean at 3900 i mean he still projects to be plus plus RGV play i mean he's still he's still good 3900 Do you play Fields? I mean, what's Fields' price? I mean, they're playing Detroit, right? 5,200. 18.95 projection right now in grid on IQ. No, the Bears are actually more playable this week. They're favored in the game, and they have a 22.5 implied total. Last week, they were 19.5 implied total as an underdog. It all depends on price and probability. It has nothing to do with, oh, they look bad. Whatever, if Justin Fields, all these guys are minimum price. And like, well, why not? David Montgomery was $3,000. you play him. So it's not a matter of like, oh, they didn't look good. What's their price and what's their probability? That's it. And there are some, some teams, I mean, we have the Chiefs a lot of times. Oh, their probability is high, but they're also very expensive. But do you play them or you don't play them? And then you have, you know, we had that situation with the Cowboys Chargers game. Sure, that didn't work out. Or even with the Rams and Bucks last week, where the guys are, are obviously underpriced for their probability. Last week, if Cooper Cup was 9,100 or something, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been owned. But at 6,800, he was. So we have to view that here. If Alan, how much is Allen Robinson on draft games? 5,800. So that's much more playable than 6,200 at least last week. No, I think the bears the I, the bears are in play. Would I stack them? Probably not, because this game total is really low. But individual pieces, I think I think that they're much more play. They're, hey, they're much more playable this week than they were last week. Regardless of, I'm not thinking about. whoa, they looked bad last. week. I don't care. I don't care. Well, the Chiefs are one and two. Well, who cares? Well, no one seems to care about that, right? There, are people who still play Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. So, don't think in terms of like what you saw in the field. We get, do we have to wait? By the time we wait to see them be good, they'll be priced up and be more owned. So, that's the worst thing to do. So, people are going to be completely off. If, if Allen Robbins is going to come in at 1.2% owned, Darlal Mooney is going to come in at 3% owned, why
1: not take a shot?
0: Before, before they actually look halfway decent then the price comes up another 500 in each and then they end up being 10 to 15 percent owned that's the time to not play because now they're over owned for their probability so that's all you're thinking about it's a market think about it just like market dynamics you're not trying to predict what's going to happen just you're coming up with probabilities of these outcomes happening and whether or not the market is over or under them Buzzer beater thirty-seven. Looking for ways to get Kelsey in this week. Hopefully, some value wide receivers come up later this week. Yeah, tight end is a, is a tight end is, is garbage. Kittle, I think I think Kittle is more likely. You're more likely to play Kittle on DraftKings. Probably t- Kelsey on, on FanDuel. Kelsey's eighty-one hundred on on DraftKings, but still, like you feel like, like in this day and age, like you don't feel good with any tight end other than like I mean, really, other than Kelsey. Even Kittle is sometimes disappears, and Andrews disappears at times. And then the rest of the tight end pool is
1: awful. Right? You feel like I just want I just want to get up to Kelsey, and I don't have to worry about tight end. Worry about tight end getting three
0: points or something. No, I get it. But I think Cal- I mean with Kittle being uh, what twenty two hundred cheaper against Seattle, I think that's that's I think he's he's going to be popular. I think he'll be more own than Kelsey on, on draft games on FanDuel. The difference isn't as dramatic and, and the pricing
1: is softer across the board. So you could, you could, you could pay for Kelsey. Uh,
0: okay. Steve, Steve, and, uh, Steve, the producer, the producer knows more than I do. AJ Brown is week to week, 90% out this weekend. Okay. So that's why, that's why we don't have him in the projections. It's not, I'm, I'm assuming typically when we don't have a player in the projections at all, that means they are, that that, that they're marked out. I just want to make sure that, you know, some, sometimes it's like, oh, what happened? Oh, we, we forgot. So that, that's why I asked. So who's going to be catching passes for the Titans now? If Julio is out, what, Chester? Is it Chester Rogers time? What's going on with the Titans? Let's take a look at the Titans wide receivers. What do they project? Like Julio actually projects fairly well for 6,500. Right, and then we get Chester Rogers and 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 Westbrook Il- Ilkine. Right, Batson's there. Who's McMath? Racy McMath? That's a made-up name. That seems like a name like a seven-year-old would come up with. Racy McMath. Racy McMath. It has to be right. You're, you're in you're in your second grade class, right? You're in first or second grade, and there's there they they're trying to teach you addition and subtraction, right? They're trying to teach you, you know, they did little flashcards. They teach you like a multiple K two times two and three plus three and all that stuff, and they do it based on like a, like a, like auto, like a NASCAR type of theme, like they're they're the car racers, right? It's like oh can you can you get to can you get to the you know can you get to the dividend, can you get to the product, two times two times three times whatever, and the character that and the character because it's all it's like NASCAR themed, is Racy McMath. Right, he's teaching you addition and subtraction, and multiplication, all the tables. Right? Can you get to the end with Racy McMath? He's not a real person. That ain't a real person. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, if it's it's the Titans versus the Jets. The Jets are awful. If Julio Jones is out, why aren't we? Why aren't why aren't we playing Chester Rogers? Why aren't we playing? It's it, we're gonna get a 3K wide receiver. Do I say stack the team? No. I mean, then, then it's Derrick Henry time probably regardless. But this team's going to be really cheap. The Tennessee has a 26.75 implied team total. On the road, none, nonetheless. So, yeah, I think th- th- if Julio's out, here's here's your value play. I mean, even if Julio's not out, I mean, these come up still positive. If you want to play Chester Rogers or, or Westbrook Il- Ekine, Ekine? What's going on with these names? I think it's I think they're playable. I mean, look that they, they, they come up positively, plus or minus salary adjusted value. Do they have a ceiling? I don't know. I don't know about that. But as far as like cash games for value or something, I, I don't I don't see why not. Why not? Even if Julio isn't out, I think if Julio's out, th- th- yes. Then
1: I mean, passes have to go somewhere.
0: card fan i'm sure no one will play henry versus the jets i'm I'm assuming that's sarcastic i think henry is going to be very popular this week at the running back slot i mean it's going to depend obviously on uh are we going to get are we going to get dalvin cook because i think madison will still madison will still be owned i mean he's under 7k i think ceh at 5400 is still still obviously in play against the eagles but I think, I think you know, and, and this week, I think you could play you could play Derrick Henry, 8,800 on draft games. He's way, he's like over 10K on Fandle, I think. But you still got, you got Najee Harris, 6,800 versus the Packers. You got Barkley's around there somewhere at 6,700. Chubba Hubbard, I think people may play him, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure if that's the best move, even at 5,900. I
1: mean, we've got running backs to play. Mike Davis, 5,100 against Washington. I mean, I'll have him, but I don't know how
0: many other people will. I'm just going to keep on playing Mike Davis until I'm broke. His underlying metrics show that you should be playing him at 5,100. And I'll, I'll, I'll watch his Cordell Patterson, you know, cuts him somewhere. I don't know. That's why he projects well. I mean, he, he's, like the, he's like the fifth running back, fifth highest running back in, in opportunities so far this year. I mean, he's horrible, yeah, but I mean, at running back, you're, pay- you're paying for opportunities. You're not
1: paying for who's good. Who cares about who's good? Running backs don't matter. Hog Lawrence, it may just be my misperception, but it seems odd San Francisco's favorite
0: over Seattle by three. Let's see. Well, San Francisco's home, so that's pretty much an even matchup with the home home field advantage. Why not? Sales defense sucks, right? I mean, at least it's shown to
1: have sucked, especially their run defense and San Francisco runs the ball. I'm not surprised by that. Is that a good game though? I mean, that that game, I mean, it's a high total game. That is a,
0: that is a 52 total. I could see so many paths to that game fail. You have two coaches that would rather run, Like they, they naturally would rather run them. If Seattle gets ahead, it's Chris Carson time. San Francisco gets ahead, it's you know seven running backs in the backfield time. Kyle Juszczyk running the ball. I don't know. We'll see. This Rams, all oh, Rams, Cardinals. That's a look at that total. 54 and a half. Like that's gonna be a popular game. i I just I'm not even I haven't even looked at the totals yet. I'm looking at the totals now, right? KC Philadelphia, yeah, that's 50-50, 54 and a half. I like this Carolina Dallas game. That's a 50 total. Cleveland Minnesota is 52. Right, we got we got some big total games. That's why, like, I'm going to stack the Bears and the Lions game with a with the with a 41 total. Like, you don't do that anymore. Like, vomit stacks don't work in NFL anymore. I mean, they can. Less likely than two or three years ago. I used to be the king of the vomit stacks. But that was before, That back then, we'd have one game with a 52 total. And then we have, like, maybe three or four with, like, 47 to 49 totals. And then you'd stack the cheap team, you know, the 44 total game. And you hope that the one 52 total, like, didn't get there. And then all you needed was, I mean, the difference between that and the other, like, 47 to 49 totals wasn't all that drastic. That it can't, that, that lower total game couldn't beat it out. You're playing a 41 total game when there's, there's five games that are over 50.
1: And one, of, one of them is going to get there. Something's going to have, something's going to get there. That's why you just, okay, I'll just get exposure to all the high total games and then just fill it out. Fill out the lineup for the rest of the way. Going through the YouTube chat. Wee says, I really like the Kirk
0: Cousins Vikings stack against the Browns this week. I guess that wouldn't be that bad. I, I think it depends on if, if Madison or Cook is in. That's a, that's another game that, that two teams that would rather run the ball. The total's high, but it could be Chubb and Madison or Cook or whoever's in and, and the rest of them don't get there. I do like Odell Beckham Jr.'s price on both sides. Right, let's let's go to that
1: game. Let's look at the flex. Go to where's Cleveland? Where did Cleveland go? Cleveland, Minnesota. Oh, just okay. They actually project very well. Okay, as of right
0: now in Gridiron IQ, Jefferson and Thielen actually project well. OBJ maybe not so much, but still, you know, for his ceiling, fifty-eight hundred.
1: No, this isn't that bad at all. I mean, the ownership doesn't matter. The ownership is borked.
0: But yeah, I th- I could see playing. Uh, I think you'd play Conklin in the stack instead of the double wide receiver unless you're playing in very short small field contests. But I could see playing Cousins, Jefferson, Conklin, Beck- Beckham, OBJ, I could see that.
1: Maybe, maybe KJ Osborne comes back to life. You never know. No, this isn't that bad. Is it what isn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be? No, this is fine. This is doable. I'm not a fan, not
0: a fan of playing Nick Chubb. I rarely, I rarely ever play him. But he's, he's 7K. A lot of times he's over 8K. Yeah, Kareem Hunt at 6K. It's just who knows what's gonna happen with the running backs.
1: There's too many running backs in that range that I'm gonna like have to pick which one's gonna do well. No, that, that game isn't as bad as I thought it was. But still, you're dealing with two teams that, you know,
0: if the Vikings get ahead, you, you may see a lot more running. And if the Browns get ahead, you'll see Chubb
1: and Hunt run the ball So, their paths for it to fail. Let's see. Frederick Duke says softer quarterback pricing makes vomit stacks less required, too.
0: Well, no, the the pricing is about the about the same as it's been. It's the the difference, the difference in quarterback ceilings now are much wider than they were, and the pricing has not reflected that. That's a, I mean, I guess you're kind of saying the same thing. Like it used to be that like we 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 didn't have quarterbacks like a fifty eight hundred dollar quarterback, you know. Would only, you know, would still put up like 18 to 20 points. And a top end quarterback would put up 25 to 26 points. I mean, like the the difference wasn't that dramatic. But now we have guys like Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, Wilson, Jalen Hurts. And then you also have like Prescott and Rogers. We got a lot of guys that like these guys can put up 30 point games that going down and playing, you know, Matt Ryan for like 16 points or, 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 you know, trying to, trying to play. Uh, d- d- Jimmy Garoppolo or something or Teddy Bridgewater. Like like 20 points a quarterback really doesn't cut it anymore. There's going to be a quarterback that puts up 35 points nearly every week. And it's most likely going to be one of the top ones. So really these prices should be like Mahomes should be. If we take a look at just like from a point per dollar perspective. Right? Like Fields and Ryan come up point per dollar wise, but their ceilings are much lower than like Mahomes is still Nearly the same point
1: per dollar value as as a, as a Matt Ryan, right? Not as much, but close enough. They just rather play one
0: of the one of the top top level quarterbacks and their teams, and also typically
1: they, their teams have high totals.
0: Getting away with the vomit quarterbacks and the vomit stacks, just it's not for large field. It's small field, I guess you could do it. But for large fields, just, just there's too many games that put up too many points. You need you would need all of the high total games to fail. And in the past, when there was one or maybe two of them, you could go, okay, one of them could fail, two of them could fail, five of them—that's that's a tall task. I mean, you could do it, but you need them all, You need all
1: the other high total games to fail. Buzzer Beater 37. Josh Allard is going to be super popular.
0: Uh, no, he's not. I will have some, but mostly fading that stash. He's, I don't think he's going to be popular at all. He's 8,000 now in draft teams. He was 7,000 last week. I don't, he's not gonna know. He's you know, also, you don't care about quarterback ownership. You care about the stack ownership. No, the the bill stack is not gonna the bill stack is not. I don't I don't see the bill stack even being in the top five in ownership this week. I mean, this is with me just looking at. Oh, remember, I'm I'm literally just looking at the slate right now. Okay. No, I, I, I mean, if we take a look at the, just wide receivers in general, right? Everything is guided by the wide receivers. So you're going to be pairing them up. So you see here, it's like, okay, well, where's the Buffalo guys? When I mean, I'm sorting by like by by salary adjusted value,
1: where i know, I'm, I'm Russell Wilson will be more more popular. Matt Stafford will be more popular. Hell, Kirk Cousins
0: may be more popular, right? I take a look here and I'm like, so they priced up some of these. Like, like Beasley and Sanders are now a little bit more, more expensive, right? Beasley's like 5,400, right? Beasley's 5,400. Sanders is 4,900. Diggs is still expensive like he normally is, right? Six seventy-six hundred, and Allen's 8,000. And also they're playing a game where, you know, they're just looking they're what a 15, 16 and a half. Nearly a 17-point favorites. People are going to look at that and go blow out. I'm, I'm going to play it. I, I play Josh Allen every week. I play Buffalo stacks every week. I've said that before. No matter who they're playing, no matter what the spread is, I will always have Josh Allen double stacks every week. Not in a single, my only lineup. No, I play, when I'm playing the large field, I'm playing 150 lineups. Yes. I will have Buffalo double stacks every week because of their passing value. No matter what their price is, pretty much, right? But I don't think they're going to be. Pop- they're not. They're, they're, no. I think I think Dallas will be more popular. I think even Carolina. I think Darnold, DJ Moore type lineups. I think Mahomes type line. I mean, there's so many other places to go. Kyler Murray maybe even the problem with Kyler Murray it's hard to pair him up with people. Let I me mean, just take a look at the wide receiver projections like. Buffalo doesn't show up there and like high as of right now. And you go even by a quarterback. You go by RGV. Yeah, he shows up there the fourth, right? But you still get Mahomes, Prescott, and Hurts above him. Cousins right below him. Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, they'll be owned. I'm not saying they'll, oh, you're going to get it a 1% owned each. No, you, of course not. I don't see any of the Buffalo receivers getting more than double-digit ownership which means Josh Allen's not going to get double-digit ownership. So, no, feel free to play him.
1: Like I said earlier, it's about it's about, uh, it's about price and probability. Everyone's going to play them. No, not everyone's going to play them. They did good last week. The same thing with the Bears. Oh, we can't play the Bears.
0: They were horrible. No, they're better. They're better priced in a better matchup this week. If anything, you play them this week, no matter if they sucked last week or not. Who cares what happened last week? Other than injuries, that's all that's, that's all that matters. You act like who cares what happened. It doesn't matter. Nate Branch, I saw Squirrel Patrol t- talking last week about comparing the Vegas odds to the highest team score each week versus the projected ownership. Is that something you do in your process? Well, it's already in there. It's already in the totals. Most likely when you're looking at the, the sport at sports book that says, who's the team that's going to score the most points? It's going to be the team with the highest implied team pick. Like probably Buffalo was number one, but a lot of people may not be playing Buffalo because the pricing and probability of the stack is less. All the time, let's, say, let's say Buffalo was the top and Josh Allen was 17,000. Stefan Diggs was 12,000. I mean, like you'd still never play. So it has nothing to do with like, Who's the most likely to score the most points? Well, it's in relation to their salaries and then in relation to the ownership. That in and of itself doesn't do anything. It's just a, he's looking, he's showing more of the fact of like, oh, a lot of people are playing this game, but actually this is the team that is more likely to
1: score the most points. It's just that they're not as attractive from a median perspective in DFS.
0: Daniel, do you MME on FanDuel as well? Uh, Not typically. I mean, it. I will MME on one site or the other. Doing them both is is tough. But I mean, I have. Outside of PPR difference, is there anything that makes you alter your process from DK? Yeah, on on FanDuel, you don't have to... uh, Correlation is a little bit less important because of a half point PPR and no bonuses. And the fact that the pricing is softer. So when you plug in that second you know, you're double stacking someone, like that second person. You know, they may be you may be giving up three points in projection. That's the same ownership just to get the correlation in, and at that point, the correlation probably isn't worth it. That's primarily due to FanDuel's pricing, right? And also the lack of a bonus. So, like three hundred yards plus a hundred yard receiver, like yeah, you you get six points for that on on DraftKings. You get nothing on FanDuel. Correlation is a little less important, still, but you're still stacking, right? I'm more likely on FanDuel to do a quarterback with their wide receiver and then an opposing wide receiver, like a skin, what we call a skinny stack. Less likely to double stack. Doesn't mean you can't. If you could add the second second receiver and not be sacrificing much projection and similar ownership, yeah, then do it. But understand that a lot of times on FanDuel, the pricing is so soft. On certain players, where, oh, do I get this, 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 uh, do I get this overpriced guy that's correlated, or do I get this guy that should be a thousand dollars more as a one-off? Right? Like Saquon Barkley and Adelina Madison last week were like way too underpriced on Fan in the running back spots. Like it's hard to any lineup you build, once you take one of them out, like you you, lo- you're sacrificing so much projection. Doesn't mean you play them in all of your lineups. Just understand that. Okay, I'm going to take out Madison at 5200 to be different, and then I'm going to double stack and add a correlation that doesn't give me much, that sacrifices even more projection. On FanDuel is much easier to be different and still maintain your your projection and drop your ownership, but it also means you're probably going to be playing a lot more chalk in that line. Like it's much easier on FanDuel to like. Rotate a core of like six guys around, and then switch out all the other people. Like I said, you have to run the lineups. Right? Run the lineups and see all the stuff that I'm telling you. You could you could look for your exact. You can look exactly yourself by just running the lineups. Right, put in that configuration two plus one skinny stack on FanDuel in Lineup HQ. And then just run, see what the line with the with the with the projected ownership and with the projections of the players, and just run them. So if I run two plus one, I'm getting hundred percent of this guy. Well, let's let let me take him out. Now what do I get? How many points am I giving up for that? If he's like, I'm giving up a half a point. It's like, okay. I guess I don't need that guy. I mean, you could still play plenty of that guy, but now you know. Okay, by having lineups without this guy in it. I'm not, I'm not dramatically dropping my projection. And some, some slates, you take it out. And it's like, damn, I can't make a lineup. All oh, my lineup's are like six points rejected lower. Then you go, okay, I guess, even though he's popular, I guess he has to be in a lot of my lineups because I'll find a way to get different elsewhere. You do that by running the lineup. You can use an optimizer as research. Not as just, oh, I'm going to build my lineups. With it. No, run the lineups. It's, it's going to be much more efficient for you. You're turning all of the players into numbers as you should, and then run in the lineups to, to see what they look like. And you go, oh, even on FanDuel, right? you go, oh, should I double stack or single stack this guy, this quarterback? I want to play Kirk Cousins double stacks on FanDuel, right? Thielen Jefferson, whatever. I want to see the difference between, like, let's say you play that game and you want to play it as a cousins and then the run back is OBJ, right? So either cousins plus one or cousins plus two. So go to go to Fanduel. Lock the guys in, lock Cousins in, lock OBJ in. Run run a two plus one. Run a three plus one. Run the top twenty liners. Whatever you to run hundred liners and see what the projection, the total projection, and the total ownership is. You go how much by getting the the second guy in by getting Thielen in also with Jefferson. I mean we can do that. Like I mean I'll sh- I mean we'll do this on DraftKings for instance, right? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go here. I mean, I don't even have to set up a stack because I'm just going to lock people in, right? So let's say I play. Let's let's build twenty lineups. Let's make sure they're they're all they're one unique. Just limit one. Yeah, we're probably going to limit one. I'm same team, forty nine five. Okay. So so this is what you do: research and go. Okay. As of now, obviously the ownership is all screwed up. So we're not even going to go by the ownership because some people have zeros. Okay? So we're going to go to Kirk Cousins. Go Kirk Cousins. All right? We're we'll going to flex. We'll just target that game. Center, where, where, where is it? Minnesota, Cleveland. Okay? So we're going we're to go we're gonna, I mean, I, this, it's going to be obvious on drafts more than anything. All right? Justin, uh, Thielen, OBJ. Okay? So we're going to do it this way. We're going to build 20 lines to see what they look like. Based on our current projections. All right. So you go down at, at uh running back. All right. Got okay. So we got 147.89, 147.89, 147.62. So you're 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 around the 147 range, right? If you play the double stack. So let's take off
1: Thielen, and now run it just with the single stack. Okay. We're at 149.8.
0: So you're you're pretty much giving up around two points in projection. If you double stack rather than single stack. Now we don't have the exact ownership here because you see what the difference in the ownership. If it turns out that double stacking, you lose enough ownership to make up those two points, then maybe it's worth maybe it's fine. I mean, two points isn't that big to begin with. But now you know that you need to make you need to try to basically make up those two points elsewhere either in ownership or in player projection in the rest of your life. But you do that. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, why bother asking? You, you could you could literally do it yourself. Now you could do the math in your head. I, I, that'll take much longer than just using a tool that does it for you. Let me add up all the people. Let me try to make a lineup. No, just, dude, it took me, what? Less than a minute to do. I'm giving up two points in projection by doing so. As of right now, obviously, I did based on our projections at Wednesday morning. And you could do that for multiple teams. You go, okay, what happens if I do Jefferson and I also do Conklin, right? So I play the tight end as part of the the stack. Okay, so we're going to go, let's see Conklin. So lock in Conklin, run 20 lineups, whatever. Five lineups, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, 147. Actually, I give up more by locking up the tight end position, right? So this is this is the single stack, 149.8. Here's the double, 147.89. And here's the one with Conklin, 147.1. So actually, I give up more points, projected points, by playing Conklin than any of the other ones. So that's interesting with the cheap tight end. So actually the Thielen Jefferson one from a projection standpoint is better than the
1: Conklin one. Using just those those players together. Obviously, you have to put other guys in your line.
0: But it's not dramatically so, even the Conklin one is 147, right? 147 versus 149.8 versus 147.89. Right? Even 147 to make up two to three points. Not horrible, not bad. Right? If we saw the Conflict lineup was 142, you'd be like, okay, that's a that's a lot to give up to, to be able to make up in the other spots. For that one, for, for what, just to play a punt tight end that's tied in. So you're less likely to play. Doesn't mean you can't. Playing 150 lineups, you could still have two lineups that look like this. You could. But this is how you would do research. I mean, this is research. This is the going through and looking at target share data and snaps and, and defensive stuff. And what it's already in the projection. So what? Why, why, why am I going through all that? This is the research that I'm doing. How can I build lineups that go together and be plus EV?
1: Based on the number we've already given them. All the football stuff is already in the numbers. Let's see.
0: Adrian Barco, would Jared Goff be a good pickup? Pickup? Why? Where are you picking him up? Are you picking him up from the airport? You better if he's if he's expecting with the airport. You should. You probably should pick him up. You should bounce back with the Bears. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the games. That's not that's not the game that I'm playing. DFS has nothing to do with what's going to happen in the games. I have no idea. But if he thinks that he's picking, you're picking him up at the airport. I, I would go pick him. <sighs> Jason Mitchell said, playing a naked stack field, playing, playing naked fields, still could have worked last week, especially on FanDuel. They had Mike Williams at 6K and Jamar Chase in a cheap price. Yeah, sure. But, that, but that's primarily because of pricing on the other players, not because of the, not because of Justin Fields. Card fan says, listen to NFL content this year. So much different for me when trying to evaluate everything with the lineups, not players viewpoint. I still enjoy listening, but I'm no longer trying to get plays out of it, right? And then you listen to content and you wonder, like 95% of it is like, well, why are you wasting your time talking about this, right? Card fan gets it, once you once you get it, once it clicks, once it clicks, you see it like, wow, most of this is worthless, right? Most of this is a waste of time. Most of this is just basically describing the projections, right? A lot of it is just, oh, we, we have the, these are the players that are projecting well. And here's the, re, probably here's the reason why. Right. So you listen to the content, you read the articles, you go, oh, these 10 guys are good. And then you go to the projections and oh, those are also the 10 best projected players. So like my attitude is, if you want to save the time, just go directly to the projections, right? <laughs> right, I can just go on Saturday and go, what do they look like? Okay, what are the, what are the best projected players? Oh, oh it's, all, it's all the guys that people are talking about. Oh, it's not a coincidence, right? <laughs> Uh Jared minor wants to know about MLB. Man, MLB still going on. Baseball's still going on. I don't know. I haven't been I haven't played baseball. You know, what MLB DFS in what three, three and a half weeks? I have no idea. Was it a mistake for playing Brady Singer? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did he project well? I mean, what's what does the lineup look like? I have no idea. I have no idea what was going on yesterday. Uh Injustice 360. You said something like you don't like to stack two 7K wide receivers on the same team like Metcalf and Lockett. Does the same apply to wide receiver and tight end Hill and Kelsey? Yeah. It's more the fact of in large field GPPs, we're talking, this is for large field GPPs. Like you you, you pretty much need a ceiling. You're, you're aiming for a ceiling out of all of your plays. So the higher the price is, the more points they need for that price point they had a ceiling, Right. Do you have a thirty five hundred dollar wide receiver that gets twenty two points, that's beautiful. I could win with that. Twenty two points out of Kelsey or Hill. Probably there's going to be other seven k eight k wide receivers that could, that could match match. So I need a lot more. So I need I need Hill to have a, a hundred yard game, but I also if I I also need Kelsey to have a hundred yard game. At their prices. I don't need a hundred yard game out of a $3,500 receipt. So that's why Lockett, Metcalf, Hill, Kelsey, like two 7k plus wide receivers or receivers in general from the same team in large field GPPs. Like the, they, they both need to get there, which means the Chiefs need to put up like 42 points, which could happen. Sure, yes, it can happen.
1: That's less likely to happen. So I'm less likely to play those combinations. Very expensive.
0: Ugh. Blender, do you pay attention to ceiling projection as well as optimizing for tournaments? It doesn't matter. Build, then compare the numbers with the ceiling. You're just comparing lineups to one another. Whatever number you use, it's, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, you, like I said before, Ron, you're overcomplicating it. Once you, once you understand how to play DFS, you'll realize you realize that it's 10 to 50 times, 50 times simpler than you think it is. I mean, so like most, like most of the questions so far in this chat, you're, everyone is over, over it, like highly over I could literally, okay, just, just to tell you, I could not take a look at anything There's what's going on this week at NFL, nothing, zero. I have no clue what's going on in NFL and show up on Sunday morning at 1130 and build better lineups. Than you probably, knowing nothing what's going on. In fact, I could, I could probably, uh, someone that knows nothing about football at all. Never seen the game played. Never literally has never seen the game played. Doesn't know what even the field looks like. Doesn't know the positions. Doesn't know any of that. Doesn't literally knows nothing. How the scoring works? Nothing. What's a receiver? What's a catch? Never heard of it. I could teach them without ever showing them a football game in about 15 minutes, and they'll build better lineups than you. Do. Okay? That's how simple it is. Doesn't mean it's easy to win, but that's how simple it is. So you're, you're looking through all this stuff. You're, you're, you're the ones overcomplicating. Look at what I just did with the Kirk Cousins and Justin and Jefferson Field. All I'm doing is looking at, how do the combinations of numbers come together? Obviously the ownership is all screwed up. Like, but these aren't the accurate, these, I mean, we have some people at zero. It's it's not going to work out this way. But if you just went in on Sunday and say, I want to play lineups that have a higher number of this and a lower number of that as much as possible. and And give me whatever lineups are in that, whatever. There you go, you're done. That conceptually, is a blunt way of doing it. It's not. It's not the perfect way of doing it. I want the highest projection for the lowest ownership, and I don't care what the hell combination of players I want. Right? Can I get the highest of that number, and while it's still being the lowest of that? Right. So you compare these lines, like even these lines. Let's say you're forced to play five, uh, Kirk Cousins lineups out of these these bunch that we have right so i'm gonna say i'm gonna save this right like this 147.89 lineup matches one of these lineups also 147.89 right somewhere down here it would be equal to one another as long as the ownership was the same so if you show up on sunday and just do that you, you you'll probably make Better lineups than what you did. Did You spend 30 hours during the week pouring over stats or
1: what, I don't know what you're looking at. Probably. Because that's all you're doing in DFS. How do I get more
0: points than my opponents? By playing players that are, that you gain more points from them than the field does. So I want the highest projection for the lowest ownership. That's it. That's the game of DFS. In the simplest terms. So it said, oh, is Jared Goff going to have a bounce back week? Well, we have what Jared Goff. I'm going to go to Jared Goff. Okay. This is what I know
1: about Jared Goff. Okay. Where, 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 can we, can we get to it? Why are we stuck? Why are we stuck on, on flex? What's going on here? What am I doing wrong? Oh, so I've, I've, okay, there you go. We go to Jared Goff. Let's go
0: to Jared Goff. Okay, where is he? Where is, where's Jared Goff? Okay, Jared Goff is a 17.16 projection at 1.8% down. That's it. That's all I know that I don't need to know anything, anything else other than to Jared Goff. And in fact, the quarterbacks don't even matter that much. The receivers do. So let's say I wanted, to, let's say I wanted to make Jared, oh, Jared Goff stacks. Let's, okay, let's go to, Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to Detroit. Let's say I want to make, uh, okay, so I'm going to play TJ Hawkinson, right? I'm going to play just TJ, I'm going to do a single staff, right? Not even a run back, who cares? Just let's let's just make Jared Goff lineups, right? Jared Goff lineups, right? What is the best Jared Goff? I could just click right here in the optimize section, right? 147.74. At 63% ownership, even though the ownership, like I said, that number would matter if they, they, obviously uh, we didn't have zeroes for Adams and Cooper, right? Those types of guys. So that's it. So to me, all this, all that matters is this number and this number and these players and the whatever. That's it. Why do I have to look at Jared? I don't care about who Jared Goff is. I don't have to care who TJ Hawkinson is. I don't have to care who the lions are. I don't have to care about any of that. It's already in the numbers. just building lineups and go can i can i get this number as high as possible and can i get that low number as low as possible in comparison to other lineups in the contest that's it and you're done you're done that's dfs in a nutshell that is dfs now what number how much projection are you willing to sacrifice for what ownership
1: depends on the field size of the contest the strength of the field You're playing a small field
0: contest. You probably not. You probably don't want to give up 20 points of rejection for the sake of you know not that much ownership. No, you are probably not. Large field. You're willing to sacrifice more, medium
1: and get lower ownership. That's it. That I mean, this is this is DFS. If if that's all you did, you'd probably be profitable, right? You wouldn't have to like. uh, Do I double
0: stack? Do I single? Whatever shows up. Right? whatever whatever shows up like did these stacks work better than these other stacks okay well then give, me, give me ten of those right? <laughs> whatever do i want to play then then once you get past that point then it's just a matter of how much risk tolerance uh, what 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 level of risk do you have on certain players do i want mike davis in hundred percent of my lineup? i mean you could according to the numbers that's what you should be that's that the, the, those are the best lineups you could be playing if you're not willing to put in all your chickens into one basket, be like, okay, I, I'll play Mike Davis in 20% of my lineups. And then now what are the other 80% look like? Can I get to a different running back without sacrificing as much projection? And if you can, then feel free to play 20% of the other running back. Like now it's just a matter of diversification. You could find 50,000 lineups that are about equal to each other that you could play. That you could look at fifty thousand lineups. That if you showed me all fifty thousand, I would say close your eyes and pick one. They're all going to equal the same about about the same expected value. Fifty thousand lineups that are to me all equal. Don't ju- don't even tell me who's in the lineups. But based on the math, they're all going to be about as profitable as one another. Now it's, now oh, but I'm only playing twenty of them. Which twenty should I play? It's like whichever twenty you want to play. They're mathematically equal to each other. Which 20 do you want to play? And pick any 20 you want. And since they're all equal to each other, maybe to lower your variance for risk tolerance sake, you're not playing 20 of the Kyler Murray lines. You're playing three of that and three of this and four of that. But mathematically, you could pick any 20, and they'd all be the same. So just which which ones you pick at that point is just a matter of your personal risk tolerance. On do, what, do you want to be all in on this guy or that guy? Or, but in the end of case, you could randomly select 20. You could randomly select 150. And if this slate played out a 1,000 times, 10,000 times, if you did that for the course of your DFS career, you'd make about the same amount of money, no matter what you did. Just depends on if it's going to be bigger swings or sl- sl- slower swings. That's, that's, that's really the only difference. That's what DFS is.
1: So you're just trying to play you're just trying to play plus ev lineups. That's it. This isn't complicated.
0: Andrew Garcia, do you ever change projections of players to have more ownership instead of adjusting min max? Some, some you can. Right? Once you've decided on the types of lineups you want, the projections really don't mean anything anymore. And you just you're just utilizing lineup HQ as just a tool to get the lineups you want to have. So yeah, you can. Michael guess, have you game stacked three or four players before without the quarterback? If you have the option to get a mobile quarterback in the same range it, likely I'm likely not doing that, but if you ran the lineups and you found lineups that had the proper projection and ownership, then you could do that and do it depends on the lineup. Pierre Dota, how much time do you spend if at all using player groups? I typically, I know I, I typically set up like depending on the slate, maybe 15 to 20 player groups. A lot of times it's to force in certain players, like I, if I'm setting up skinny stacks with like Josh Allen, like I don't want Josh Allen plus Dawson Knox is that's it, right? Like the Kirk Cousins plus Tyler Conklin and that's it. Like I'm setting up the player group, so it's like if Kirk Cousins is in the lineup, like at least one of Thielen or Jones, right? If uh, Russell Wilson is in the lineup, at least one of Metcalf or Locke right? Like you send up those type of groups. So you don't end up with a, uh, a Russell Wilson, a Gerald Everett only type of line, which I mean, you can't, if you run the lineups, maybe, maybe there are ones that look good like that, but a lot
1: of times they are. not So those are, those are the types of groups that are. Uh,
0: MJC. So just correlate the lineups and don't worry about anything else besides ownership and projections. I assume not spreading ourselves too thin, when creating ten to twenty lineups is plus CB. Yes, exactly. Phil Thomas says, "Why did you pick golf?" I thought it was lineups not play. I was explaining to the other guy. I wasn't picking golf. Someone was asking, "Should you play golf?" So I was showing him. What do you do on single entry? The same exact thing. Alex Levern. Well, well, okay, that's good for no That you're building one lineup. So what lineup is the best lineup to play? How much owners? How much ownership? And projection do you want to win the contest that you're playing? Because single entry doesn't mean, there are single entry contests in NFL, there are 12,000 entries. That, that's not a small field contest. Also understand that in single entry, the ownership will be different, right? Someone is 22% owned in the milling, they may be 28% owned in single entry, right? So you have to take that into account. But you're doing the same exact, nothing changes. Okay, nothing changes. The sport doesn't even matter. Nothing changes. Well, what happens if I'm doing three matches? Well, then you're doing, then you're selecting three lineups for the contest that you're playing. There may be an NFL ten thousand lineups that are about equal to each other. Okay, ten thousand. Pick three of them. Pick one of them. Well, which one do I pick? Doesn't matter. They're all mathematically about equal doesn't matter and they're 8v8s i mean we're not talking about oh they're equal and they're like oh it's a 1v1 no they could be half the lineup could be different and the lineup would be equal to one another one lineup could be really chalky and have the same expected value but not win first that often, right but come in like 20th a lot of times there may be a lineup that barely ever caches but when it When it wins, it wins like top five all the time. So like the EV of those lineups would be about the same, possibly. One would be a very high standard deviation. The other one wouldn't. But The expected value of the lineup would be about the same. I say about, because nothing's equal, equal, but it's so marginal that you essentially call it equal. So you'd be doing the same exact thing, just for single entry, select one lineup. There you go. That's what I do. Right. For my single entries, three max stuff, I go through it's like, okay, strategically, what do I want to do? It's like, okay, I go, oh, maybe I want to play Kirk. Like, maybe, maybe I want I, out of the 50,000 lineups I can play, I want a Kirk Cousins double stack with Odell Beckham Jr. And so I, let me take a look at 20 lineups that look like that. What are the projections? What, what's the ownership? I look at the first one, I go, that's still a little too choppy. Maybe I take out one guy and I go, let me run that. And I find find five to 10
1: candidate lineups that have a certain projection and a certain ownership. And then I go and I look, okay, well, I'm also playing another stack. And then I'm trying to get a little bit more diverse. So let's say I'm playing
0: five total lineups and it's all five different stacks, right? Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, whatever, whatever it is. Maybe I don't want to play the same running back in all five lines. So that's why I get five or 10 candidate lineups for each of those stacks and then go, well, if I'm gonna play Mike Davis in this lineup, I'm not gonna play him in that, in, for this stack, right? You could, you could play in all five lineups if you want, but I, do I put all my eggs in one Mike Davis back? Just probably not. I have Barkley in this lineup, but I have no other lineup. Okay, well then, okay, I've been there. If I view, if I view all, if I had five to 10 candidate lineups for five different stacks, we're talking about twenty five to fifty lineups that I'm essentially saying are equal to one another. So if I wanted to close my eyes and select five of them, that would still be fine. But at that point now I'm just a matter of what's my diversification? which five I pick is is inconsequential mathematically. just what what's what's my risk tolerance on certain people? That's it. And that's a personal decision. there's no perfect answer to that. right? Should I have more of this guy or more of that guy? You've already you've already said that these lineups are all equal to each other. So at that point, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. There's, your results at over the course of long period of time isn't going to matter, but in a short period of time it could. So instead of going all in on one guy, maybe you don't want to do that. that. That's it. That's the that that's DFS. I've explained DFS. That is all it is. If you want to learn more. Of thinking like this, this is, this is the, you think like a, like a professional DFS player. You're going the theory of DFS.com. Right. How to think like a professional DFS player. It's 15 hours long. It's me in your pocket. You can listen to it multiple times. Game objectives, player selection, expected value, leverage, correlation, construction, risk management, exploits, psychology. Plenty of miscellaneous stuff and introduction, everything. Plenty of testimonials.
1: You'll you, if you're not viewing DFS, this is this is how top players view DFS. This is how they this is this is how this is how it's played. It's not it's not a coincidence that that
0: most most if not all of the top DFS players, especially in GPPs, have backgrounds in applied mathematics and finance, computer programming. These aren't people out there sitting on their couch. Oh, they've been watching football for twenty years. No, and a lot of them don't even watch the dang games at all. Like literally don't watch anything. Just don't even don't watch film, No, nothing, nothing.
1: How do you play? How do they win? Well, this is, this is, um, I'm explaining it to you. They build models.
0: They build processes and algorithms in order to do that. You can do it manual. I'm teaching you the manual way to do it, right? they be directionally as accurate. Right? we have like nerdy tenor. In chat, Daniel Hutchins, he's doing the automated method, right? Built something that kind of that does it for it, like that. And he may not even understand why certain lineups come together the way they are, but according to the math, that's what it should—that's what it should be. And I'm kind of explaining, like, how does that? How, how do you get to the, how do you get to that same point? I think he'll get. I think he'll get to that point more efficiently and more consistently. But I'll get to that point enough of the time, close enough of the time, that I'll, I'll do it my way. It's the same, kind. Conceptually, you're doing the same thing. Just I'm not programming the computer to do it for me, but I'm still using tools to go like, what do the lineups look like? Compare them to one another, and then run them and just run the just run them. Give me just give me 150, run them. There you go, and I could do that entire process and. I mean, without the, without diversification, I could do that process in like five minutes. The rest of the time when I'm building a 150 set or anything is, is, is all diversification concerns. Has nothing to do with like, what are the best lineups? I already see, I can I can build 10,000 best lineups. It's a matter of what, what 150 of them am I going to play. That's that's the thing. I think Nerdy Tanner does it by just randomly, just like oh, randomly, just give it to me, right? Something, something like that, right? Probably have some type of diversification thing at all. So you're not getting 100% of the same stack.
1: Okay, let's see. Any questions before we get out of here? Uh, Frederick Duke, get
0: Blender's book course. It's really a course. I've listened to it four times and learned more each time. Yes, that's that's how I learned how to play poker, right? I read books like Theory of Poker, right? The two plus two books and stuff like that. I'd read the whole thing and then play. And then a month later, read it again and then play, right? You can't, you can't implement like 8,000 concepts at once. Every time you play, just go, okay. I, I remember getting into that situation. And then you get better and better and better. Oh. Daniel says his NFL models are not that great yet. But he's working on it. Good enough to beat showdown. Daniel, aren't you? I thought you use. Just, I, I thought you don't do your own projections. I thought you just use the Blitz or something. Or just they talk about the simulation methodology. So I know in baseball you just use the bat. So you're not even building your own projections. That's what I thought at least. Uh, but good enough to beat Showdown though. Yeah, show, Showdown, NFL Showdown is. Uh, I would consider NFL Showdown to be a print fest if you have if you're able to survive the print, to be able to print, right? <laughs> that's, that's the best way to put it. Like you could, like the EV of your lineups in Showdown are massive. It's just a matter of when when will you realize that EV? Because you need to w- essentially win first place. It's a winner take all type of contest. So you could have, you could have 150 lineups and 100, like these, the, EV, the, 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 the EV of these lineups are ridiculous. But only one that but you re, you only realize it when when you win first place. So you need to just keep on playing them and wait till you win first place. And although you don't go broke by them. That, that's why having good sound bankroll management allows you to do. Okay, doke. So give me some thumbs up on your way out the door. I'll shake my thumb at you. Thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs. Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Uh, hit the notification bell to know when, when we go live. We got Swolecast. Soulcast coming up later. The OGs sports betting show. Uh, We got the DFS Pick Six. Dean and the and the and the 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 what PFF people? Is it PFF? Who 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 does the Pick Six? I don't know. The the, people Daigle. Who's who coming? I don't know. I don't know who it is. I know the people. I don't. don't, who's the sponsor? What's the thing? What's the I don't know. The Pick Six. It's the Pick Six show. That's later tonight. We got MLB. Obviously MLB still going on. Grinders live. Crunch time for premium members. And if you want to get Roto Grinders premium. Obviously click on the link in the description to get $10 off your first month. Uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll continue these discussions. Maybe talk a little bit about showdown and, uh, and answer your DFS strategy questions as I always do Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.